And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back for another episode of the Startup Hustle. This is your host today, Matt Watson. And today I'm excited to be joined by Chris Ryan from GoBundance. We're going to talk about... um, you know, all the things entrepreneurs need help with, which is balancing their life and connecting with other like-minded entrepreneurs. Um, before we jump into that, I do want to remind everybody that today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by FullScale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult. FullScale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has a platform to help you manage that team. Visit FullScale.io to learn more. Chris, how are you doing today? Hey, Matt. It's great to see you. I'm super glad to be on the call. And as I mentioned a second ago, really grateful the opportunity for us to spend some time together. Well, so before we we jump into everything today, I, I would love to learn more about you and um, your journey. And and you know, you're the CEO of GoBundance, and and tell us some more about your journey and and what GoBundance is. So, uh, two questions. Uh, my journey is a, is kind of a interesting uh, tale uh, by background, uh, technology entrepreneur, startup guy, uh, built and sold a bunch of tum- uh, companies. Uh, did a stint in the nonprofit world uh, after I got out of my last business as a way to tie back, uh, and then stumbled into the mastermind space. Uh, started an organization, uh, and then in 2012, um, connected with a group called Tiger 21. Uh, ran the Dallas, Austin, and San Juan, Puerto Rico chapters of that. Uh, ended uh, my stint right as COVID was rolling in. And within about 70 minutes of my resignation from Tiger 21, one of my very good friends and one of the uh, four owners of GoBundance reached out and said, before you do anything else, let's you and I talk. And I uh, came on board GoBundance end of July 2020 uh, and have been their CEO ever since. Uh, And uh, to be honest with you, uh, I believe I'm doing some of the most important, impactful and significant work of my life. Uh, and I'm grateful and appreciative of the opportunity I have to do that with GoBundance. Well, I feel like we all get to a, a stage in our career where we realize giving back and helping train and mentor other people is potentially the most viable thing we can do. Is that a fair statement? It 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 has the ultimate leverage, right? It's it's no different than you know I have a I have a, I have a daughter. Uh, you may have kids. You know there is there is an infinite return on education and mentorship. Uh, done well. And I think part of our responsibility on this planet is to find a way to leave the world a better place than what we found. And I believe mentoring provides the opportunity to do that. I believe masterminding provides that. And uh, for sure, I have been mentored by some absolutely great human beings. And I think part of my responsibility as I get older and pick up more gray hair uh, is to do the same for the next generation in a way to leave them in a position as good, hopefully, if not better than where I found it. So you mentioned the word mastermind. So for those who are listening that may not know what that means, what, can you explain what mastermind means? You know, it's a, uh, if I'm being completely 
direct with you, it's an overused term, right? So let me, let me, let me frame it. So um, GoPundance is a organization of about 750 uh, successful uh, and accomplished men, about 100 women in the organization. And what we do is we come together to fellowship and to connect, to learn, to grow, and to support each other on what's most important to life. You know, maybe it's we're on a path of investment. Maybe it's we're looking to work with our health. Maybe it's relationships in the struggles that we all have with spouses, with children, with parents, with siblings. You know, at the end of the day, it's not good enough for us simply to be successful. We all need to find fulfillment, joy, satiation, significance in our lives that transcend the almighty dollar and the masterminding or the community that we've created in that learning and growing that I mentioned a second ago is all about finding ways to create value and impact in our lives, not only with respect to the money, but with everything else that's important to us. So when you say that there's hundreds of people in this group, how do these people connect and, and interact with each other then? I mean, how, how do you figure out like, you know, is, is it more of a local thing and, and I connect with a local chapter or like, how do I, how do I figure out out of this, you know, hundreds of people who I would connect with? So the, the key to building any form of community, and I've, I've done this a number of different times, is to create intimacy on a real and meaningful level. As you would expect, when organizations get larger, that becomes harder to harder yeah. to do. So I shared with you just a simple uh, demographic number in terms of the quantity. What I'm actually way more proud of is not the quantity of the organization in terms of the size and the number of the members, but rather the quality of the membership and the engagement that we have. So in GoBundance, we have 750 plus high character, value, moral, and ethical men. As an example, we're all relationally driven. We're not transactionally uh, uh, focused. Everyone's a life learner. Everybody knows how to check their ego at the door. And in the world of GoBundance, obviously, we all individually benefit from it. But it's just as important that we look to help them in the GoBundance men's organization, the men to the left and to the right of us. And we really have a community mindset in terms of if one of us gets better, all of us get better. And the organization is set up such that there are multiple touch, touch points. So we have local chapters. We have small, intimate groups of uh, four to six that are called GoPods. We have regional conferences that we put on. We have national conferences we put on. We have trips uh, that literally take us all over the world. We have one coming up in Croatia in September. Um, we have uh, um, what we call micro-tribes. So based around asset classes or interests. So as an example, I'm doing an event in uh, Tennessee later this month, and we're bringing in our military vets group, of which we have about uh, 40. Uh, I'm bringing in our Go Bun and Spartan team, of which we have about 35. And I'm bringing in the Nashville folks, and we're going to do a day of communing and connecting together through a series of programs uh, that we have. And then we're going to go spend the better part of a day uh, on a outdoor pistol range shooting uh, weapons and raising money for a charity that is focused on going into right now Ukraine and helping orphans and refugees get from the dangerous areas of Ukraine to what are the safe areas of the country. So I've, I've been to 
similar kind of local events like this before, you know, um, a lot of times they, they, they almost felt like, so for example, it seems like a lot of them were like realtors or lawyers and wealth management people or whatever that were trying to build their network and like ultimately sell stuff. Right. And it's like, they were trying to drag me there to, as a guest and like, they'd bring in a speaker and like, I would go to these events and like be a breakfast or something. And, you know, I, there are a lot of those kinds of groups as well. There, there are some of those with varying levels of, of, of success and stuff though, right? But you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. And, and, and again, right? So it comes back to what I said a second ago. So there are a lot of groups that are transactional. You go to a investment club, you're going to be looking at investments. Uh, you go to a real estate forum and I promise you they're all going to be talking about real estate. So what we do, there are a few things. First one is we have a code of conduct that says anyone new to the organization can't sell diddly squat for a period of 12 months. So let's assume you're the greatest real estate broker in your particular geography. You can't be talking about selling your real estate in your geography in terms of solicitation of other members for 12 months after you roll in the door. So for the first year, everybody has a moratorium on selling either a service, a product, an investment, a platform for themselves. That gets rid of the folks that come in and simply use the organization yeah. as a channel by which to sell. And there's a lot of that going on yeah, across all organizations. So that gets rid of the transactional side of it. The other thing is that this organization, as I said before, is relationally driven. You know, if I bring you to a conference and as an example, I get my friend David Sinclair, who wrote the book Lifespan, to come in and talk to uh, an audience of 300 or so about what are the 10 things that you can do to improve the uh, longevity of you and your wife. But then more importantly, what are 15 things that you can do for your kids, starting with the uh, banking of stem cells uh, of your children when they're young? It's things like that. There's no definable ROI. There's no investment opportunity. There's no hustle. There's no VIG. There's no way to monetize that information from a transactional standpoint. But, uh, and, and Matt, I didn't get a chance to ask you, do you have children, brother? I have four little boys. Okay. So with all due respect, you and I are having this great call. Things are going well. We're, you know, building a micro relationship. That's fantastic. Let's assume I offered a piece of advice to you that was a benefit to you. That's great. I would argue that if there is something that I can do to benefit you, that's good. If there's something that I could do to benefit the longevity, health, and wellness of your four sons, as a parent, that's a mic drop moment. Sure. And so the focus of GoPundance, it's not good enough just to benefit you. It's important that we benefit you not only as a professional, as an investor, as a high net wealth individual, but you as a husband, and then uh, ultimately you as a father in the context of not only your kids, but in a, leaving a legacy that you and your family could be proud of. So the GoBundance and, and similar types of groups like this, who are the the, the target people? So if, if people are listening to this today, they're like, well, is this is this something that would be right for me? Is and, you know, who is the right kind of person that, that typically joins these types of groups? Yeah, so th- there's an easy answer to that and there's a hard answer. I'm going to give you both. The easy answer is we have two divisions amongst the men's group within GoBundance. We have an organization called the GoBundance Elite uh, and that's made up of roughly about 570 
members minimum net wealth requirement of uh, 1 million uh, outside of their homes uh, and personal effects. Then we also have a champions group that has about 180 or so folks, and that has a minimum net wealth requirement of 5 million. So demographically, men at either a greater than one or greater than $5 million net wealth level, uh, that would get you the ability to fill out an application for GoBundance. What I'll tell you is that that literally is about 15% of the puzzle. What is infinitely more important and consistent with my comment earlier about focusing on the quality of the membership that we have is we want to know how you show up in the context of being a parent, of being a husband, uh, of the relationships that you have with respect to uh, your businesses. How much of a community leader are you? Uh, how involved are you with philanthropy? How important is your physical health uh, and your uh, interest in staying uh, healthy so that you could provide for everyone and the communities that are around you? It's not good enough just to be a millionaire in GoBundance. That candidly, as I said, is a minor part of the overall starting block of where we come from in terms of what we look for. We're looking for people that are interested, interested to grow and to learn and to evolve along with everyone else in the organization and are willing, as I said earlier, to put their ego at the door and show up in a way that not only benefits them, but benefits everyone that they come in contact with. So but what about what are all those other people that obviously don't meet these, you know, kind of net worth requirements, right? But could really value from groups like this. What, what, what do you, what do you say to them? So here's, here's what I say. And, and let's take abundance out of the picture for a second. All of us can benefit from finding folks and connecting with those around us that support us in our efforts and return. We can support them. You've heard the cliche. You're the sum of the five people that you hang around with. Absolutely. You know, look, it's a cliche for a reason. It's legit. So think about the people that are around you. Are they supportive of you? Are they life learners along with you? Do they encourage you? Do they help promote you? Candidly, we have a term called confrontation uh, or carefrontation. Do they, when they see a blind spot or something that you're doing that's off, do they uh, pull you aside and say, look, Matt, I care about you a lot, but brother, you got to go easy on the cheeseburgers. Right. You put on 35 pounds in the last six months. You know, what's going on? Are you are you are you eating your challenges away or whatever the case may be? The reality is that all of us can benefit from that. And there are a lot of great organizations that are out there. GoBundance by far is not the only one. But if an organization like that is of interest to you, I think everyone it's beholden on them, not only as for their own journey, but for the benefit of their family to find an organization like GoBundance and engage I feel like as are most of the people that join these groups would would you describe them as entrepreneurs or business owners or just working professionals that are maybe managers or executives? Yeah, it's it's all of the above. So we don't discriminate in any way, shape, or form on profession. And we have uh, gentlemen that uh, are in the organization that are worth from one million to I think our largest is probably four four hundred and fifty million. So as I said earlier, the wealth is only one component. I'm less interested in a profession or for that matter, a wealth number. I'm more interested in attitude. And the attitude, as I said before, starts with being relational and starts with wanting more 
than simply to live on the hedonic treadmill of life and to focus on the material side of things. Because especially in working with some of these exceptional organizations like Tiger 21, which I spent nine years in, there are a lot of people with a lot of wealth that later in their later years in life have some really serious regrets. So if, if you're on marriage number seven and you're 65 years old and you got all the money you'll ever need to spend in the bank account, you're, there's, still, there's still some work to be done and I wouldn't necessarily call you a success. And I think one of the things that's tough, especially in our society, is with our culture, we kind of default to the lowest common value in terms of what defines success and in no way, shape or form does that define happiness. Well, and I, I've definitely learned that myself. I mean, I, I sold my first company when I was 29 years old and, and you know, had a huge exit and, you know, just definitely changed my life and it, it changed my perspective on a lot of things, right? And um, at a very, very young age at 29. And, you, you know, it's funny now when I you see people that wear designer stuff and they act like they're rich, and all this stuff, they're not, none of them are usually. It's it's usually the, the dude that's wearing like gym gym shorts and flip flops that like walks into the Mercedes dealership. He's the guy that can write the check and like it doesn't matter to him, right? The guy who walks in, you know, looking like he's worth a lot of money is the guy who doesn't have any money. It's just everything is totally different. But I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like there's there's so many things about life that are misconceptions, and generally the people that have a lot of money don't even care about the money, and it's not important to them. But when people you know, who don't have a lot of money, that's like everything to them is that perception and that status of that. Are you following yeah, and, me? And, and all of us, just think about this for a second, Matt. All of us truly live like kings and queens. My suspicion is that your audience, no different than mine, has a roof over their head, you know, has food security in terms of where their next meal is coming from, have a job, have a family. You know, we are all living like kings and queens of a hundred years ago. Actually, we're living better than that. Way better. And so, yeah. So, so it's not about the material stuff. You know, when I think of what is most satiating and fulfilling and meaningful to me, it starts with my family and the relationships that I hold there. It's the charities that I work with and my ability to create impact in the lives of others that, you know, some of the beneficiaries will never, ever know my name. No problem. You know, I find that what um, motivates and inspires me at the ripe old age of 54 right now is very different than what inspired me when I was 25 and 30. And respectfully, you know, I've made a number of big mistakes. I got divorced. Uh, I've had some uh, relationships go sour because I've worked too hard or I wasn't fully present. And this isn't unique to me. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a Chris Ryan condition. It's kind of a universal thing. You know, a lot of times, especially in our 20s and 30s, we focus on what we believe the world sees as most important. Right. Rarely is that what we ultimately believe is most important. So one of the, one of the exercises we do in GoBundance is we make people write their own eulogy. And you think about what you want said, and it's a, it's a dark thought, so sorry to take you there. But Matt, you think about what you once said when you uh, are past and all the people that care about you and love you are around you. It's not your resume, brother. It's not. They don't care the size of your bank account. 
They don't care how many businesses you sold. What they want to know is how did you show up? Did your children love you? Were you a good person? Were you a good friend? Did you make a difference in the world far greater than yourself? Were you looking and trying to find purpose greater than yourself? A lot of people spend their life building their resume at the cost of building their eulogy. And when you, you bring that forward and you make people think about their mortality, what, we, what we've done before, and it's a little cruel, but you'll get it, is as an example, I read my eulogy to a group of folks and then they had to uh, respond in terms of how real was that versus the way they experienced me. And sometimes it's 100% in sync, yay. Sometimes it's not. And in those gaps, in those chasms of disconnect, there's opportunity for us to be better people. And I believe ultimately GoBundance helps all of its men and women that are part of the organization become better people. And that truly is, I think, one of the highest calling of a masterminds group that any of us could hope for. I love it. So before we continue down that thought, I do want to remind everybody that the sponsor of today's episode is FullScale. Finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit FullScale.io, where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the FullScale platform to define your technical needs and, and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to jo join your team. Please visit FullScale.io to learn more. You know, I I feel like when, when I was younger, and I feel like most people, it, it feels like their goal in life is to collect stuff. And like more stuff. It's like, oh, you got all this money. You're going to buy more cars and a lake house and a this and a that and whatever. And then I feel like I want less stuff. I want nothing. Like I don't like the more stuff you have, the more stress you have. And, and like people always joke like more money, more problems. But it's absolutely true. It's like if you have a lake house then I have all the shit that's wrong with the lake house and I have to worry about all this shit all the time and I have to go to the lake house. Lake house. I feel guilty because I don't go to the lake house. Right. Like. I just laugh at those people now. I'm like, dude, I don't want any of that shit. None of it. None of it. Nothing. I don't want anything. Yeah, totally Give me the simple it. life. Well, here's the deal. It, it, and and I'll, I'll, I'll modify a little bit of what you said. It's not give me the simple life. It's give me the fulfilling life. Give me the life that brings me joy. Yeah. Give me the life that brings me satiation. Give me the life that makes me feel significant. You know, look, we're, we're all we're all subjects. We're all victims of this thing called the human condition. Yeah. Right. All of us want to be seen. All of us want to be heard. All of us want to be loved and all of us want to be validated. If you take any of those building blocks away from you, man, life sucks. And so, you know, if you don't have someone to love when you wake up in the morning, if you don't have someone to love you, if you don't have a purpose, if you're not doing something, Man, life gets hard, regardless of how much shit you have around you. You know, I, I've known some insanely wealthy people with some phenomenal houses, and they they would call them their castles, and respectfully, I would call them their prisons. Because you can become a slave to your things, and Absolutely. no one, no one walks away from that situation unscathed. I don't care who you are, no matter how many millions tens, hundreds, billions of dollars you have, if you are a slave to all of the stuff that's around you, man, you know, the, the minimalist lifestyle is making a pretty strong comeback 
and there's no reason why it shouldn't, given the fact that we focus on a lot of kind of lowest common denominator things that we think will make us happy, but ultimately I think detract from our ability to find our purpose, our calling, our fulfillment, our joy, and that satiation in life that when we do roll into the next world, have a lot of people talking about how great a human being Matt was. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And um, I've spent a lot of time in the Philippines, which is more of a developing country. And uh, that's where my wife is from. And um, it, it's a whole different world. I mean, you know, the way that like my wife's family and my wife's parents live and all this stuff, it's a humbling experience, right? I mean, they they have almost none. They have a lot less of the the modern luxuries that we have. But in many ways, they're way happier than we are. They just live a simpler life. They, they care about family more than anything. And, uh, you know, all the, a lot of the artificial crap that we chase on a daily basis, they, they don't have and don't care about and doesn't matter. And um, that, that has had a, uh, a lasting effect on me for sure. And, and I, uh, I'm blessed to work with a group of about 11 folks in the Philippines in the context of them being virtual assistants. Yeah, there you go. Organization. They are the hardest working. They are the most joyful. They are happy. You know, we're on Zoom calls at all ungodly hours to them, and they are fully present, fully engaged. They work their butts off. They do it for absolutely pennies on the dollar compared to what they would be uh, offered here in the United States. And I am grateful to each and every one. And at the end of the year, when we give them their bonuses, which are nothing compared to what we would see yeah. in the United States, they're the most appreciative. I know. Most grateful. I've had a few of them cry on yeah. Zoom calls because they don't know what to do with, with the, the gifts that we're throwing at them. And brother, if, if that's the kind of response I get from folks like that, I can't hire enough of them and I can't pay them enough. I know we have almost 300 employees in the Philippines and you know, so like I said, yeah. it's from my wife and, and family's from. So it, it's a whole different world. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of American employees that are not very grateful for their jobs and complain about everything in the world. And then you've got people over there that are just you, you pay them, you know, every couple of weeks and they tell you, thank you. <laughs> it's a whole different, whole different world we live in, you know? And, uh, you know, so many people are, um, I don't, I just want to say, just don't, I don't know how to really describe it. They're just not very happy with life. And, 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 you know, like you said earlier, we, we have so many modern luxuries in life that people just take for granted and, uh, they want more, you know, N nobody's happy with what they have. It's, it's almost like a disease in our, our culture. I feel like. Yeah. And, and it's because we get bombarded with so many bullshit messages in terms of what makes us happy. It's those, it's those extra special bedazzled jeans, Matt, that yes. you need to buy. That's going to make you happier. And a $1,300 new iPhone. Of course. Or Matt, you need to buy a new car. <laughs> Matt, you need to buy a new face cream to look pretty, whatever the heck oh, it yeah. is, right? We, we, are, we are chasing the wrong dragons in life. And that is a very much capitalistic mindset and mentality. As I said earlier, you know, we, we, have, we have six pillars in GoBundance. You know, one of the first ones is horizontal income. If you were not to work tomorrow, would you still be able to provide for your wife and for your sons and for your family, right? So we want to be secure there. We also have uh, um, uh, uh, generous giving. In terms of philanthropy, are we involved in helping others that are less fortunate than us that can then go out and have meaningful and purposeful lives of their own? 
Uh, we believe in age-defying health. Are we taking care of our bodies with exercise, with nutrition, with sleep? Uh, we have epic adventures. Uh, we have authentic relationships. Uh, and then we have extreme accountability. All of those things are like pistons in the engine of living not only an authentic life, but a significant, meaningful, purposeful, and legacy-driven life. And so if we're doing any one or two of those really well, but it comes at the cost of, of others of those six, then we're missing the boat and we're leaving the opportunity of a better life on the table. And the gift of GoBundance, the gift of GoBundance is that we help everyone, including ourselves, hopefully fire on all six of those pistons. So what advice do you have for the entrepreneurs out there that are listening to this and like, man, I just started this company. I, I got a full-time job. I'm working another 30 hours a week trying to get my, my company started up on the side, or I just started this company and I'm working 70 hours a week trying to make this thing work. You know, what, what advice do you have to those people on, on trying to balance their, their life and, and, um, you know, not, not just working themselves to death? Um, um, life balance is a insanely overrated pipe dream. It's like uh, all of the little kids that grew up on uh, like Ken and Barbie dolls. The, the Barbie doll is one of the most completely unattainable, disproportionate uh, like uh, body figures you could ever imagine to hope for. But because there were hundreds of millions of those doled out over the you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, there's a false standard that's put in place. There are times in life where life ebbs and flows. And especially to young entrepreneurs, they absolutely may need to work 70, 80, 90, 100 hours a week. I've done it. But it always comes at a cost. What all of us need to focus on is being able to pull back and to reassess where we are in life so that we can make micro adjustments on a recurrent basis to get back in alignment with family, with health, with relationships. And there are short-term gains that can be gained from getting out of alignment, but nobody walks through life as a full-time entrepreneur that works 60 hours, 70 hours a week for 35 years and walks away unscathed. You know, you have four sons. I have one daughter. What would you not do for the health and safety of your children? The answer is nothing. You would do everything. The challenge is for a lot of us, myself included, growing up as an entrepreneur with businesses, it was easy for me to get distracted. It was easy for me to get distracted with work. It's easy for me to get distracted with this thing that goes off like a Pavlovian uh, bell uh, every two minutes. You know, the reality is we have to be deliberate about getting focused on what's important to us because if we lose focus, I promise you, it will not only come at a cost, but oftentimes, it comes as a regret. And you don't want to regret the relationships that are important to you, much less lose them. You don't want to regret your health because when you're later on in life and God forbid you have some kind of a medical condition that's incurable, all the money on the planet's not going to fix that. You know, as a silly example, Steve Jobs was 56 when he left this earth. That guy was worth, you know, however many billions. None of that mattered. And respectfully, I think it's super easy for us to lose sight of that 
and with all these different groups that I've run over the course of the years, and for sure, for sure with GoBundance, we make it a point to keep all of those things that are most important to us, those six pillars that I mentioned, top of mind. So if I see if you and I were in GoBundance together and I saw you slacking on one of them, it is not only my obligation, but out of care, it's my responsibility to say, hey, Matt, think about doing this a little bit different. Have you spent enough time with your wife? Are your kids seeing you show up at their baseball practice or whatever it is that it is? Because you you have 18 summers with your four boys yeah. from the time they're born. And brother, that's 18 summers. That That is not a lot of time. And then when they leave the roost, be it college, job, marriage, children of their own, if you magically think you're going to be seeing more time with them, think again. Yeah, I saw a staggering statistic one day. It was like 80-something percent of the time you'll ever spend with your with one of your children is before the age of 18. Like the amount of time you see them kind of after that very quickly diminishes. You know, it's like you see them a couple hours here and a couple hours there or whatever, but compared to when they lived with you when they were younger, it's a small fraction. And so you got to – there's strategies that we use to combat stuff like that. So as an example, uh, my daughter is 20 years old. She's going to school in Nashville, Tennessee, and she loves me most right before she asked me for money. Surprise, <laughs> surprise, surprise. I'm a walk and talk in ATM. Now, do I call my child every day and tell her I love her? You damn skippy I do. Do I send her text messages or crack out simple poems? She's a, she's a uh, business music uh, songwriter going to Belmont College in Nashville, Tennessee. Do I write her a little silly song? Do, do I lightly annoy her by the pestering of call your father back or any of the stupid stuff that I throw at her? For sure I do. Does that child know that I love her with all my heart? I would lay down in traffic for her tomorrow? Absolutely. And the other thing that's interesting, and you'll appreciate this, is uh, I got a great piece of advice from a buddy of mine 30, 40 years ago. And his comment was, no child's opinion ever matters of their parents until well after the age of 25. So my kid can like me, not like me, think I'm the greatest, think I'm the worst. That's okay until she matures to a point where she's you know, fully cognizant of where she is in life and can appreciate what I did and the sacrifices and the heartache I endured to help get her into the place where ultimately she's her best. None of it matters. So that, that is incredibly comforting at times. Like, you know, I sometimes have to have to call her five or six times for her to return my phone call once. Uh, and uh, um, I think that is a struggle that a lot of parents go through. Yeah, my I have a, I had a, a, a stepmom in my life when I was, you know, about 14 years old. And, and her, uh, the way she parented her other daughters, I was totally different, right? Like I was the kid that would never respond to anything, just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> or my my stepsisters were the ones that like talked to mom every day, talk to mom every day, right? Of course. Like you you would be the father that would probably annoy me like I'm not responding to any of this. <laughs> yeah, every I, kid is totally different. Yeah, I uh, my daughter's name is Bishop and I promise you I annoy the living bejesus tomorrow out of her. We're actually very <laughs> much alike. And uh quick story and I know I'm tangenting and and uh, I I beg the indulgence of your listeners on silly stories like this. But when my kid was young, um, she went to music camp at NYU. I wanted to talk to her every day to find out what's going on. Camp was insanely expensive. Long and short, she didn't respond to me for three days. I wound up pulling her out of class to get her to uh, talk to me and see what's going on with her. 
she was mortified and mega mad at me for pulling her out of class and embarrassing her in front of her fellow students. Comes back into the songwriting classroom. She's huffing, puffing, all bent out of shape. And her teacher is like, well, what's wrong with you? She's like, my dad, he's controlling, he's demanding. He's a you know monster pain in the ass. And so to the teacher's credit, she said, well, why don't, why don't you write a song about it? So I, I'm not making this up. And if you go on Apple, Spotify, her name is Bishop Abigail. She has a song called Blind. She has another song called Good for a Song out there. But far and away, far and away, my best song uh, of hers is called The Judge. And it's all about how much of an over-controlling, demanding um, uh, <laughs> asshole of a father she has. There you go. You're giving her material to work with. I love it. Yeah, clearly. I'm like, wow, Bishop, I'm your muse. She's like, no, you're not dead. No, you're not. Well, as we wrap up the show here, um, remind everybody today's episode of Star- of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io. Do you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders? Um, let Fullscale help. We have the people and the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit Fullscale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and let our platform match you up with our fully vetted, highly experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders. At Fullscale, we specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit fullscale.io. So I, I think this has been a, um, a great topic today. And I think all of us need that reminder of balance in our life. And you mentioned those, the, the six things earlier, the six pillars. And I feel like a lot of us as, as just working professionals, entrepreneurs, we, we struggle with that life balance and, and struggle with the things that, that matter in life. Um, some of it is, is, is chasing like shit in life that, that truly doesn't matter, like all the materialistic things. But we ignore, you know, our, our friends and our family and our health and, and building true, like independent wealth and all these things, like the pillars that you mentioned. So I think this has been a great conversation and love to uh, hear final thoughts you have for um, our audience as we wrap this up today. So a few things come to mind. The first thing that comes to mind is for all of your audience, my sincerest hope is that they all have communities that they're involved with. Maybe it's business communities. Maybe it's entrepreneurial communities. There, you know, there's an organization called the Entrepreneurs' Organization. There's another organization called the Young Presidents' Organization. There's another organization called Vistage. These are great organizations for uh, business leaders, for entrepreneurs. Can't recommend them highly enough. Uh, and for folks that are looking just for uh, business advice and acumen, for folks that are looking for investment advice. There's some great organizations out there, and, and my suspicion is uh, you could anyone could probably come across a half dozen of those. Um, where I really, um, where I am really grateful for GoBundance is the fact that we take kind of like a both a holistic and a humanistic standpoint in term and perspective on looking at folks, and so we look to help our members be the best versions of themselves across multiple dimensions. Uh, and, you know, we're growing. That's great. Uh, we continue to build programming and, uh, and, and opportunities for us to get together and connect. That's great. That's great. That's great. But what I'm most proud about is the fact that uh, I will get the text message, phone call, email, uh, uh, mostly from the members, but every once in a while from one of the spouses, and the member will tell me that something that happened within GoBundance changed their life and made them a better man. Or I've had a few uh, wives over the course of the last two years 
call me and say that they've seen an improvement with their husband. It has nothing to do with business, has nothing to do with money, but they're better fathers, they're better husbands, they're better community leaders in whatever shape, form, or fashion. So, you know, for the folks that come to Go Abundance to continue to invest and build their wealth, for sure we deliver on that. But we are not only interested in improving your financial life, we're interested in kind of improving your holistic life. Uh, and for those that are interested, the website is uh, www.gobundance.com, www.gobundance.com. My name again is Chris Ryan. I'm the CEO. My email is chris.ryan at gobundance.com. If there's something in the context of GoBundance or even outside of it that we can do to help you or to help your listeners, we're open. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for being on the show today. And I, I think this is a, a great reminder people uh, for people to uh, join these types of groups, which can be very helpful. Um, we all don't know what we don't know. And uh, we, we all need help and mentors and friends that are like-minded. So um, definitely a huge, huge value in these types of groups. So Outstanding. Matt, thank you. And thank you to all your listeners. I hope you guys all have a great day. All right. Thanks, everybody. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.